We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good evening and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this evening, Todd? Davis, doing well, doing well. Good to see you back in uh, the pod cave. It seems like, uh, you know, we had guests, we had Crystal for a couple episodes, yep. so it seems like it's been a while, and uh, a yeah. couple things in the uh, interim. Uh, our code is back up and working. Yes, okay, that's awesome. Do you want to tell everyone what, what's the deal with the code? Yeah, well, the code went out, it, it wasn't working for a while, and that is our Art of Coaching code. Brings us 20% uh, 20% off off of all the art of coaching stuff. For some reason, there was some kind of technical tech glitch that uh, is above my pay grade, but we're back up and running. So our code is working. Yes. And that's code Volleypod, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use that anytime you go on the art of coaching and you can get 20% off of basically everything on there. All right, really we're, cool. we're back up running with it. That's yeah, good. And good. Uh, then you just returned from Triple Crown. Oh, man. How was it? It was literally one of the toughest tournaments, I think, in the country. It, wow. We got we got beat up a little bit. We we competed for sure, but we didn't. We went two and four. And uh, the, I thought the teams that beat us were good. And I thought the teams we beat were good. So, I mean, I thought it was a really competitive tournament. We were in the 16... I don't know the sixth, the second ones, the second, there's like the highest okay. one I think was called power. We were in the second one. How many were there total? There, I think there was three. Okay. So you were in three the middle four, one. Okay. I don't know, but, um, it was a competitive tournament. And I think across all the age levels, I was watching the 13s hammer balls. I mean, oh. they were so good. <laughs> and I, we looked over and we're like, this is a pretty good 16s team. And no, no, that's the 13s. <laughs> that's the quarterfinal of the 13s. It was crazy. So yeah, and we had a it was it was beautiful out there. We had a great time though. So it All was right. super fun. And Coast won the 18th. And Coast won the 18s. It was so cool. Open or whatever division yeah. that was, the top division. I watched it on uh, ESPN three. A little broken up, but uh, Ojan's interview was classic. I did not see. I didn't see. Oh that. my I was gosh! There, so oh my gosh, That's he was okay. so funny. So <laughs> the uh, the announcers were actually. Uh, commenting on how bummed they were with his cryptic answers it was pretty <laughs> funny they asked him like well what do you uh you know think is gonna happen here and he's all i don't know we'll have to see <laughs> you know he walks away that's awesome well the the, the environment there because i i was able to see the whole match and it's random because you know there's so many courts and the timing just worked out perfect actually where i could watch the whole thing which was awesome but uh the environment there was electric like it was you know it, was it looked cool. great yeah. yeah i mean it looked uh and they came back too i mean oh they yeah I mean, they were down they actually they were up the first set almost yes. the whole time and then they got clipped at the end like yes. 26 24 a couple areas and yes. then they were down 20 to 15 in the second and it looked like it was over 
I know. It's over. Those guys were starting to celebrate, and all of a sudden, a couple stuff blocks, a couple bad sets by them. Yeah. They put in, uh, who is it? Saren? Saren played yeah. really well. She was. Like, and she like she like knows everyone at the club. She works the camps all the time, okay, and so, so she's cool. super cool. So I don't know. I'm just stoked they Fun did really for that well. Kid. Yeah. So, anyways, well, we are on to the skill. Of all the right, week. you're starting with the skill. I think, I think it's your turn. It's what do you got turn. for us? And uh, okay, so out there we were playing in 16s, but I really noticed this at all the levels, and I just wanted to start to talk about winning the interactions against the block from an attacking standpoint. And I mean, as a hitter, okay, so this is from the hitter standpoint, not the setter standpoint. Um, and when I looked at it, it was almost every play that you got, there was an interaction with the block, right? And I think that's one of the big changes that happens between 16 and 15. Like 15, there's some good blocking teams. 16s, there's a lot of good blocking teams. They okay. play physically. Yeah. So it, it's going to happen. And what I saw was also that there were some really athletic hitters that really didn't know how to negotiate the block and could be more successful if they had some of these things. Well, and especially when you think about, you know, the evolution of attackers and you think about the kids who are, you know, thrown on the outside at a young age. I mean, I even see it with our 11s. They still want to hit the ball down. And, you know, so we, we play with a higher net with our 11s. We don't play with the low net, Uh, but they still want to do it. And, you know, those kids that are a little more physical and hit hard, low seam and get these big kills is the, I mean, Everybody celebrates and it's mesmerizing. Right. But all of a sudden, when you get to that next level, like you said, the rules change. The rules change. All right. What do you got? How, well, how, what do you do? Well, okay. First of all, realizing that there's going to be an interaction with the block, like you said, you just simply can't get away with some of these things. So it's, it is literally like almost like a rule. And you, you'll get away with it for a little while. And that's why some people think they can, but like you're just going to get roofed. Anyway, so. First of all, you can't just hit. You have to be tactical. You have to make an informed decision every time. Otherwise, you're going to play at a disadvantage. Yeah, I love that. Is that idea of decision making? We've talked yes. about that before. And that, you know, do we do a great job of teaching decision making? That's a good. And point. are we just saying, oh, go up and be a hitter? You know, but what? Right. How about making the decision? You know, wait, out of system pass. Their middle's going to be there. She's six four, right? <laughs> right. There's not a setter over there. Their right sider is, you know, six foot or whatever, right. and is athletic kid, and the block's going to be closed. Right. Absolutely. And so you can't just hit. You got to be tactical and processing is critical, right? So I would say, you know, most hitters, the vast majority, cannot just bang. Even if you say to them, hit high, they, they still cannot get it done without becoming high air so you have to ask some questions in order to process okay right so i like this idea like right now i'm teaching computer science science so everything's binary right so can we teach in the binary i, I like this idea especially when you're teaching them decisions early on right? okay so, are, so explain that binary so out of uh, binary is zeros or ones in computer science but in this case it would be this or that yeah right uh, katie's into that with, yes uh, yeah she's into that this or that okay and i like so it too how do you uh put it in that for how, how okay. as far as attacking so the first question out of system or in system okay. okay is the pass coming from off the net or is it coming from on the net those are that's the question 
because if it's off the net, you can expect to have two big blockers just waiting. Yeah, I'm for sorry, it. you said pass, but I think you mean set, right? No, I mean the pass. So if our pass is coming from off the net, I mean, right, like we pass off the net. Okay, so if the pass is off the net, yes, okay, yeah, we pass then off the, the set net. is going to be coming from off the net. Yes, okay. exactly. Oh. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I must want to make that clear because then it's almost guaranteed that the block's going right. to be there, right? right? So, first process is they're going to be up. I have to hit differently because, I mean, sometimes if you have a seam and you want to take it, especially in system. Oh, yeah. But out of system, no. So, first out of system, in system. And you can build up these yes or no's questions to whatever. But I'll add a few more here. Is there middle action? What I mean by middle action is, is our middle pulling their middle. Is that happening? Yes or no? Right. And if the pass is off the net, it's probably not it's happening. It's not. So if, if it's off, you know it's going to be two up. Right. And we're going to talk about what to do when you know it's two up. But first, can you just process that it is two up? And the first, is there middle action? And then behind that is, is there middle moving or not? So even if there's middle action or not, the middle could still come to me. And is the middle moving or is she already arrived in front of me? Okay. Next is, um, are they read or an assignment blocking team? So a lot of teams will just read you every time. They're going to just try to guess what you're going to try to hit and then block that. And there is a way to play against that. And there's a way to play against a, an assignment blocking team, which is a, like, I'm just going to block line or I'm just going to block angle, right? If they're a read blocking team, I like to attack against those types of teams because if you can show one thing, and this is one of the things that we want to do against the, against the block as a general idea, show one thing and then do the next, you're going to have a vastly higher efficiency. Now, the reason why people don't is because it's harder. I mean, it's, it takes a little bit more degree of skill to do that, but that makes a ton of sense. To so me. what would be the most common, uh, let's say, show something and do another? What's the most common so, one you have? Your, what's the easiest one to start with? What's so, the training kit? Right. So show angle and then hit line. Okay. So you're left. facing that angle. Yes. So you're looking at that angled approach. So you're facing that sideline, that cross-court sideline. Yep. But then you pull the ball down the line. Absolutely. Right. Go. Okay. If, if I like they, it. If they don't jump in, I'm going to hammer angle. Okay. If they do jump in, I turn that the last second. And the other thing I really like is the cross body, you know, and this is for 16s, probably maybe a little bit older, but even younger kids, they're getting so athletic these days. I mean, I, I keep saying this is for older kids, but man, I'm looking at these kids. They're like six feet tall. Oh like yeah. 12, 13 years 13, old. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but. I like the cross body line even more because I find it even more deceptive. So um, next, it, big or small, okay? Or big and bigger, like right. you were saying. I mean, if it's big and bigger, then you got to change even how you think about it. But you can, if it's a bigger block, you can tool more easily because there's more surface area. Yep. So I like the idea of that. But first, get a killer approach and jump hard, okay? One, one of the things I find is you do not get away with the, weak approach the block just gobbles you up right right so you got to get prepped what what that means for you is that inside is that outside it kind of depends but you got to jump hard every time you have yeah the, the i that's something i i kind of want to sit on that for a second because i think that as soon as this as soon as it, hey it's out of system things aren't perfect i might not be hitting the ball i might hit it as hard as i can but I might not be hitting as hard as I can because the ball's coming over my head or something like that. 
it seems like a lot of hitters will then not jump hard. And yep. when they don't swing hard, they won't jump hard. And can we separate those two things? Yes. Jumping and hitting. Yes. That's <laughs> because a good point. I think the beginning, I mean, I wouldn't say the beginning hitter, but the sophisticated hitters are jumping hard every time. Yes. The less sophisticated hitters, even if they're very good, are going, wait a minute. Oh, things are perfect. I'm going to jump hard. Oh, things aren't perfect. I'm not going to jump hard. Yeah. And then good defenders go, wait a minute. She's not jumping hard. Right. Okay. And we did that too much. I mean, we, <laughs> we were not sophisticated, you know, and just showing our stuff too yeah. much. But anyways, next, this is a big one, I think can you get to a neutral alignment position on the ball? Oh yeah. So especially on the right side, what I see a lot is the right handed right side hitter is showing angle kind of hard angle with their right hip forward. Right. And then they get blocked on the angle and they're like, what, you know, how did I, and it's like, well, you're showing angle the entire time. Right. The ball and, might drop a little bit inside and don't get their feet there. And there's only right. one place they can hit it hard. Right. And so, can you get to a more neutral alignment where you can hit hard to either angle or line or do a shot? Tiana with the 18 oh, was pretty man. good for coast. Oh, huh? my goodness. Her range was good. She pounded balls line. She pulled some balls inside the 10-foot yes. line. She was she, she was, was pretty good. Uh, really yeah, good, yeah. yes. And that sharp angle's there because she she showed, like she opened up as if she could yeah, hit line, yeah. you know? And she hit some balls down she, the line. She, she blew that libero up a couple yeah, absolutely. times. Absolutely. So being able to legitimately take the ball to different places, pulls the block out of position, allowing you to score, position, score, score a bunch of points. Okay, next. Hit high. Well, how high? This is what, this is what always they say is, I didn't know she jumped that high. And it's like, well... You can see how high the hit when they go through their little block trips, or even if you get blocked once, let's say, because you know how up high up on the antenna, and then you can throw your hand to that part of the antenna and not get roofed, right? So it's like if you bring your hand down, you know, to the net or down even further past the net, you are asking to get roofed because you're hitting into the heart of the block. You got to throw your hand to where the fingers of the block are and then you'll have some good success wrapping the ball around the fingers. i like it yeah um turn the ball to the sidelines on a good set if you get a good set you have to be aggressive and take educated chances right and uh if it's a good set man hit the sideline again tiana hit that sharp angle ball like four foot line yeah. to the sideline but you got to be aggressive these these blocks are it's big a good set yeah big it's a good set you gotta hey you gotta take advantage of a good set yes okay next show and turn okay and again i was just gonna say i like this right to left turning but some kids are getting really good at going left to right and turning it back to the right and pointing their thumb down and kind of chopping it it's they're getting good with that but um you got to be able to turn the ball you got to show one thing and turn it and then change speeds from an aggressive approach so if i can take a really aggressive approach look like i'm going to hit and then make the ball come off my hand at different speeds now it's really difficult for a blocker to time it and they're not going to have a, a lot of success okay now we're getting into stuff i like davis yes. some garbage yeah <laughs> <laughs> some slop off the <laughs> That's block it. right and then tool, one of the most effective and in my mind, least practiced, um, at least um, as, in terms of in play, like you least utilized uh, skill for scoring. There's at least five types of tools. The off the top serve where you hit it super flat, the push and wipe, which I've seen kids out there are so good at it. It was awesome. 
but I don't think that's a common shot. And I think it's really easy to do once you learn it. The outside edge of the line, finding the outside edge of the line blocker, right? The inside hand cross court tool, especially if you have a big arm, you can hit that inside hand of the middle blocker and tool them out on the other far side. Yeah, that's a risky one if you're not a big arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right into the cross yeah, court roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That middle that's good at dropping her left hand yeah. just, just I'm saying caps if you. If they're a moving well, blocker. Well, no, but if it's, yeah, yeah, yeah no, if it's, yeah, definitely. Depends. No. And then hit, hitting the moving blocker, like I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. And then um, recycling. You know, can you recycle and can you just not score? And then maybe someone on your team can score. You know, uh, the one that's interesting, because uh, Katie was telling me about this, the kid on Ojan's team uh, from El Cap. Yes, Madison. Uh, outside Madison, yeah. yeah, yeah. Madison's going to Santa Barbara. Madison triplet. She'll get in trouble, and she'll just kind of set into the edge of the block. Yes. She did she one and got yeah. blocked, and it just wasn't covered. It should have been covered, right. but it wasn't. But she's able to just kind of slow things down the block comes down and sometimes she gets tools on that. Right. Oh, absolutely. So she's got like this variety, you know, she's an undersized left at that level. Yeah. And she's got a variety to do stuff like that. That's cool. That's really cool. That's what I got. Good stuff. And we are on to the scenario. All right. And I, that's you this week. What do you got? All right. After a tournament, a parent contacts me to have a meeting. <laughs> oh. They want to have a meeting. A meeting. Okay. All right. This one's brutal. Uh, so first, number one, you accept or not accept the request. And I think that gets back to how you set things up at the beginning of the year. Hopefully that would, you know, it was clear what you had. And so uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's on you to ask for a reason. Okay, hey, I'll have a meeting. What's the reason? Okay. And if they say, oh, playing time, my daughter was crying on the car ride home the whole time might be fine to have that meeting or it might be well we had a rule we talked about at the beginning of the season that i'm not going to talk to parents about playing time until i talk to the player i haven't talked to her about it right. but i will i will meet with you but i got to meet with her first right okay and so or whatever that is right. but uh so uh getting the topic and it could be positive right you know the parent might say hey you know my daughter i know she's not playing that much and she really wants to get better. You know, I'm thinking about private lessons, but I don't have a lot of money. What should right. I do? I'm looking for advice. But rather than just saying, oh, this parent's bummed because she didn't play that much. Right. You don't know. Don't assume it. Right. Yes. And if you get a reason, then um, that helps with that. Yeah. Uh, put a time limit on the meeting. Okay. Hey, it's going to be a 15-minute meeting or it's going to be a 30-minute meeting. I probably would say don't schedule anything more than 30 minutes. Okay. Because parents can start talking and you can go around in circles and have something scheduled after it. Okay. Uh, do you need a second person to attend? Some people go, oh, you got to have another person there. Some people go, ah, it kind of eats into your authority to have somebody there kind of babysit. Okay. Um, and that's so, depends. If the parent is, you know, has a history of being a whack job or something, maybe you want a second person there. And that's right. important. Okay. Uh, next, uh, begin with the end in mind. When the parent leaves the meeting, what do you want them to be thinking? And, and so, uh, I want the parent to leave the meeting knowing that I listened and knowing that I truly care about his or her child. I don't want the parent to leave thinking that my ego prevents me from listening right? or that I'm defensive regarding any criticism. Right. And I think that's hard. I think it's hard. No, it's hard. Yes. But if you don't go through it beforehand, your immediate reaction might be to be defensive. Absolutely. And you got to kind of think it through. Yes. That's a great point. So, and then lastly, uh, we're competitive beasts, us coaches. 
and we're not trying to win the meeting yes, <laughs> going point. into it. I'm not trying to win this meeting. I'm keeping, I want the kid. What can I do in this meeting? that's going to be best for the kid. Okay. Next, do I have records of lineups and playing time? Because if it becomes a playing time thing, which we know that that's the, the probably the most prevalent and the toughest thing, uh, do I have that information? Because um, the parents remembering every time their kid is in, and they're probably exaggerating some of that. Right. And so if I don't know, then they're going, hey, I wrote it down every time they went in and I counted how many points. Right. Right. And if you have no idea, going, uh, then it won't be good. Uh, next, once the meeting starts, thank them for coming. Yeah. Which is kind of strange, but it's a little disarming because they think, oh, thank them for coming. And then say, hey, listen, I want to do a great job coaching. Right. And even if it's uncomfortable, I'm going to look to improve. So I thank okay. you for doing this. Okay. Uh, that's how I'm going to it. But we have a ground rule. And that's okay. the next thing. You can't talk negatively about other players. Okay. So we're not going to talk because I wouldn't let another parent come in and talk about your daughter. I like that. I like that. And so that's a ground rule. So you can't go, well, you did this to her. No, I'm not. I'm, you can't do that. Right. We're not doing it. It's just what we're doing with your daughter. We'll talk okay. about that. Uh, next, listen and ask questions. That is, don't respond. The parent's going to say some stuff. And can you not respond to right away? Be defense. Can you ask more questions? What kind of questions? Questions like, uh, does your daughter like coming to practice? Is she improving? Does she think the coaches are working to help her get better? Is she socially connected to the teammates? Get a big feel for the overall picture. And it's a good reminder to the parent, wait, there's more to this than just this playing time in this tournament. Right. That's a great point. Uh, next, if it is a playing time thing, you admit your task is challenging. Balancing competitiveness and development is difficult for the most seasoned coaches. Absolutely. And we talked about this in the parent meeting, hopefully. That listen, I'm going to probably make mistakes because there's always going to be one side. There's an, always an argument. I second guess myself. Right. Am I leaning too much to development? Am I leaning too much to competitiveness? Right. And hey, it's tough. I'm working on it. Right. Uh, and then while you're doing that, you have to stay away with any comparisons and talking about other players. Because you could go, oh, well, this player does this and this is kind of what I want. You can't talk about other players either. Yes. If you don't want them doing it, you can't compare them to, to other teammates. And it's tempting to do that. Okay. Next, develop an action, action plan. And there's an option. You can have an option to do it then, right then. Or you could say, hey, listen, I need to sleep on this. And I'll send you an email with a little action plan tomorrow. I like that idea. Uh, I think a lot of times we try to solve it right then. Right. You don't might. need to solve it right then. You go, hey, thanks. I'm going to listen. I'm going to process it. I'm going to maybe talk to the director or do whatever and right. get some, you know, uh, so they know that now you're thinking about this, right? It's not just an off the cuff thing. Okay. Keep the big picture in mind. And that is the player's development. Can we make this a learning opportunity for this player handling adversity, doing extra work to improve? Mm -hmm. uh, that's usually part of the action plan. Uh, and then part of the action plan all almost always involves a player coming to the coach. Okay. And that means that your door has to be open. Right. And when the player comes to you, you can't go, oh, if they, thank you for coming. I know it's hard. I know it's hard coming to a coach and talking about this. Right. But right. you're showing courage right now, and this is a good thing. Okay. And then lastly, three reminders. This meeting can't change this playing time issue. 
Right. You coming in can't change your playing time. That'd be a bad precedent. Then I have every parent coming. Oh, the way you get more playing time is you bitch about it and go and talk right. to the coach. Um, we love coaching your daughter. Right. And lastly, we're all working to get better. Me as a coach, I'm working to get better. Your child is a competitive athlete and you as a sports parent. Yes. And kind of put them in this idea that, hey, they have to improve too. Right. Like it's it. not just this one, you know, it's not just, hey, the coach is screwing up. Right. Well, wait. What are you, every move you make as a sports parent? I can second guess as well. Right. So it's uh, uh, that's it. I like it. That's I like it. it. Now, so, have you ever um, said, "Hey, if you do this, you know, X and X, I'll get you some more playtime." Well, no, I think that's part of the action plan. Right. And I think that's what it's about. It's about. But listen, you know, if we're dealing with young kids, you go listen in serving, you know, we're keeping track of it in practice and she can't hit three serves in a row over the net. Right. And when she can do that, we're going to give her opportunities to serve. Right. And, and I guess my thing is then, then when, once that happens, and I, I'm not saying to you, but just in general coaches, then play them. And well, no, we, we want to celebrate exactly. that because then yes. we're reinforcing that hard work and right. that kind of change of behavior. And Hey, every we're rooting for your daughter to do this. Right. 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 I like that. Okay. Like, hey, I'm driving home after throwing going, Oh, she didn't play enough, right? right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... well, and I like that idea of having the open door policy because then it's like, hey, did you see I made three? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, now be ready because you're going to go in and we need that again or whatever. Right. It is, and, but... you know, hey, doing that and stepping out and, and starting her, having her be your second server yes. in that next tournament. Giving her some confidence. And saying, hey, it's the beginning of the set. You know, if she misses, she misses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I love it. Hey, that. beginning of the set, that's the time to do it. That's a really cool All right, topic. We're back to your, uh, you got some videos. I, I got some videos. What do you got? So, okay, so these uh, will be unlocked. Um, well, they'll be available on the Art of Coaching Volleyball's website, and they'll be also on our show notes. The first one is a great drill by Nabil Mardini. Ooh, Nabil. Yes, okay. I like Nabil a lot. It's just a tooling the block drill. Um, all these have to do. I think do... I know that one. I like yeah, it. Nabil's really... good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And the second one is Mark Barnard. Okay. And um, another how to score off the block and hitting and scoring off the block drill. And that's really cool. These guys are experts. And then also Diane Flick Williams is on the third video. She's from Western Washington. And this one's more mental. It's more about under understanding your strengths as a hitter. Okay. So I really like these videos and those will be available on our show notes. Beautiful. And now Beautiful. it's to you for the resource. The resource. The okay. Well, we have... Uh... A guy who I was connected with. I got a new book. Okay. I got a new book idea. So I have this book of lists that I'm working on right now. I just started it. Nice. And one of the guys I connected with is a guy named Carl Ferreira. And he has a website, coachferreira.com. Uh, he's the current coach of Bakersfield College, coach a bunch of Division One, a uh, good friend of Dave Rubio, and kind of from that little school of of a uh, little cadre of coaches there, okay. that Bakersfield group, uh, Valley group. Uh, and he has a book called The Untrained Mind. Oh, okay. uh, and he said these ideas of uh, the mental side, and you're into this oh, yeah. far more than I am, has really changed his whole paradigm of coaching. That's uh, a guy that's coached, you know, 40 years or 30 years or whatever. So he said it's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to his coaching wow. and his players. 
Wow. So what's the untrained mind? The untrained mind. It is a book. It's a mental training a book. book. It's an online book. I, I bought it. I'm just getting through it. It's yeah. kind of a workbook to take through uh, yeah. with your team. You got to check it out. Very cool. That's awesome. Those will be in the show notes as well. Absolutely. And what about the socials? What do we got there? So we're posting on the socials pretty regularly. We're on AOC.TheVolleyPod on our Instagram and the volleypod on Twitter. And we always post updates on Twitter about when our next pods are going to come out. So feel free to check us out on there. And once again, thank you so much, Todd. Appreciate it. Well done, it. my friends. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Oh, 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 o